Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Welcome back to Rethink Retail's podcast, live from Boston, Kiran Anand at Etail. I'm joined with Sharday Marchuski, Head of Supplier Diversity at Wayfair. Thank you, Sharday, for being here today. Of course, of course. Sharday, I want to start off with your background. You went from finance to furniture. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the typical retail executive background. Can you walk me through a little bit of your journey and then how you ended up at this very important major role at, yeah. at, at, at an e-tailer? Absolutely. So I started off my career in finance, like we said. I started off in commercial banking. I then went off to get my MBA after business school. I went into investment banking where I covered primarily consumer retail. After doing that for a few years, I realized, you know, this it wasn't necessarily the career path for me and that I wanted to really exit and go to a corporate. And so after leaving investment banking, I moved to Boston with my husband, interviewed at Wayfair, which I thought was a super, super cool company at the time, and ended up getting a job here. I was in the category management role for Wayfair Canada for about three and a half years. So I really helped to set the strategy on um, our Wayfair Canada site for furniture and decor. And, you know, we think about all types of things. How do we increase the speed to customers? How do we think about pricing? How do we think about assortment? I did that for about three and a half years. And in 2020, the murder of George Floyd happened. And many corporations and people in general just started to think about what can we do to really help push forward activism, right? And, to, and how do we start thinking about inclusivity and DEI? Aside from my job at Wayfair being one of the leads on Wayfair Canada, I also led our employee resource group, Way Black. Um, and I was one of, the, one of the leads there. And so I started to think about how can I make these two worlds intersect, right? Like I, I understand commercial, I understand strategy, I understand how to do, you know, revenue driving opportunities for various different groups and businesses. How can we start to bring that to underrepresented groups that may not be getting that advice or impact. And so in 2021, we talked to our chief commercial officer and our head of category management, and we were able to launch Supplier Diversity, which is where I'm sitting today, which is super cool and very meaningful and something I'm very passionate about. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because I was able to take this long path of constantly advising companies and thinking about various ways to drive revenue and how do you think about your niche in the market. And now I'm able to do that with a group that typically hasn't gotten, you know, that type of attention to really help to, to grow them. Your investment banking for the SMB minorities. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, you know, a little bit of my past. I also had a few years at JP Morgan investment banking, and I would always say they've built the, the smartest, smartest walled garden. Everyone on the outside wants to break in. Everyone on the inside wants to break yeah. out. So it's true. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, you touched upon the, the, the inflection point. George Floyd, which was very serious. And I think a lot of retailers say it in their purpose and principle, but they don't actually put it into practice. Mm-hmm. And it's great to hear that Wayfair and you're heading the team, you're doing this at Wayfair and Wayfair's doing that. We're at a time when retailers are really focused on cutting costs, maximizing profits. Can you share why it's important for retailers or brands uh, to lean in more on DEI strategies? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the biggest thing is that 
DEI is it, 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 however you want to call it. If you want to call it supporting Black-owned businesses, if you want to call it, you know, representing uh, or supporting underrepresented groups, it's not a fad. It's not a trend. And it happens, you know, every single day. And so when we think about supporting Black-owned businesses or Latinx-owned businesses, these business owners are Black, they're Latinx, they're underrepresented every single day beyond just one month or moment. And it's important for corporations to acknowledge that, understand that, and continue to lean in year-wide, you know, every single day. The ways that, you know, a lot of businesses can continue to do this is by thinking beyond just the moment and understanding that there's a bigger opportunity out there to elevate a group, to uplift an entire, you know, either population or, or cohort by making sure that we're doing this consistently and on a daily basis. Can you share some of the initiatives that you've launched within diversity and inclusion? Yeah, of course. So I'm heading up supplier diversity at Wayfair. And so what this really means is that we're thinking about how do we get more diverse owned suppliers onto the Wayfair platform? And how do we get those products in front of more customers? And so with that, I started to think about, you know, like, what do suppliers actually need? How can they thrive on our site? How can we remove any roadblocks to success? And so what we've done is really think about, you know, like starting from the, the ground and having conversations with suppliers and saying, you know, what is it that you need? And so after having these conversations and these talks, you know, I really realized that a lot of suppliers are small businesses that are run by one, two, maybe three different people. And oftentimes they lack just the overall just time and bandwidth to manage their own direct-to-consumer websites while also managing a big retailer such as Wayfair. And again, if you think about a one-person business owner, they're oftentimes the, they're the CEO of their company. They're the CPO. They're the COO. They're also customer service. You name it. They're, they're the chief everything officer. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing absolutely everything. Yeah. And so one of the main things that you know, we were able to do within the supplier diversity program at Wayfair is to really give back time and bandwidth to suppliers by giving them an SRM. So they have an SRM as a supplier relationship yep. manager. So they have somebody that's talking to them on a regular basis and letting them know, hey, these are the various ways that I think that you can grow your business on our platform. Aside from a relationship manager, we are giving significantly faster payment terms. So suppliers are able to you know, get money a lot faster. And then we're also highlighting their products on our site. So if you go to Wayfair right now, and if you type in Black-owned, you'll see a little visual icon. And it'll say, you know, black owned or designed. So you can find products that way. You can see it that way. We also have filters on various classes. And aside from Wayfair, we've also launched a black owned page on All Modern, which is one of our um, specialty retail brands, as well as Paragold. No, that's, that's amazing. I mean, I think having that relationship manager, obviously they have merchants that they work with, but having that relationship manager is that trusted sort of uh, point of contact at the retailer. That's really helping them navigate the challenges and the bureaucracy, maybe, but then just getting things shipped on time. And yeah. the payment terms, I think the things that you're doing at Wayfair are amazing. Has this had an effect on your customers? What's the response been from the customers? Yeah, so we've actually gotten a really good response from customers. And we're, you know, we're able to measure that through sales, conversion, traffic. What we've seen is that when you let customers know that products are, are Black-owned, there's, there's a lot of attention on the products. So you see a big increase in traffic. People want to see these products. They want to support them. So we've seen an increase in traffic to these items. We've also seen just an increase in overall sales. So customers like the products. They're, they're going in. They're buying them. And I think this really has to do with the fact that 
these are great products by, you know, some really strong suppliers who historically just haven't had the opportunity to really get in front of customers. And so by launching these various landing pages and by adding the visual icon and the filters and, you know, calling out right now, if you go on Wayfair, it's Black Business Month. We have, you know, support Black makers right now on, our, on the top of the page. By really allowing customers to find this, we're seeing that, you know, folks are, are they want to have these products and it's really resonating with them. And the supplier diversity program, is that a little bit separate from the uh, Black Makers program? Uh, yes. How do they differentiate? Yeah. So supplier diversity is really an internal program that we think about with our supplier base. And so that's going, you know, Wayfair talking to the suppliers. How do we coach them? How do we make sure that they're getting the information and the tools that they need in order to be successful on our platform, which I'll go into a little bit too, because I want to make sure that everyone understands the difference of, of Wayfair and what our platform actually means. Celebrate Black Makers is our external facing customer campaign. Okay. So as a customer, if you want to buy black owned products, you would go to our Celebrate Black Makers page or our Black Modern Makers page on All Modern or our uh, Black Designers page on, on Paragold. That's, uh, it's, it's interesting because you hear a lot about companies putting customers first, putting customers within their purpose and principles, but it's nice to see that you're also partnering with the vendors. You're not ignoring the other half of the equation. So that that's nice to hear. And it sounds like there has been an impact on the bottom line. Are there other tangible or intangible results that you've seen in terms of like loyalty, stickiness or? Yeah, definitely. You see a lot on the intangible side. So things that you can't necessarily measure. Yeah. I think that it's it's really powerful to just give general attention and support to groups of business owners who typically haven't gotten that before. You know, if you're a small business and you are a one person show who's been you know, trying to, to just really grow for the past, call it 10, 15 years on your own, and you get the attention and the support from a major company like Wayfair, I mean, it completely just changes, you know, your outlook. A lot of folks are now motivated. You know, I've had plenty of people pull me aside and say, like, look, I, I did not think that I was able to ever get onto this platform. And the fact that you were able to not only pitch me, you say that you want me on your site, and yeah. then I know that you're working internally to really champion for me. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's a game changer, you know, and I think it makes a lot of people very proud to partner with us. It's, it's an unbelievable game changer. And as I learned about this more and more, it just was like shocking that more retailers aren't doing this. What should some other DTC brands, e-commerce brands or retailers be doing and how would you advise them if they're watching our, our podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that the biggest thing is just, it's starting where you are thinking about, um, your position in whatever industry or market that you have, and then just leveraging that to help amplify the voices of others. When we start thinking about Wayfair, again, we, we, are, we are a platform. We are a marketplace. We are here to connect our thousands of suppliers with our millions of customers and to make sure that suppliers are able to find customers and that customers can find the products that they need for, for themselves at home. And the way that we think about amplifying diversity and really supporting diverse-owned businesses is by creating a space for diverse business owners to be on our site and making sure that our customers can easily find them. When you think about any other retailer, whether you're a brick and mortar shop or an e-commerce player, there's other ways that you can also leverage your stance and your position in your industry to do the exact same thing. So if it's opening up more shelf space, if it's, if it's bringing in speakers, if it's bringing in various reps, if it's, if it's partnering with more influencers to help get your brand out to other groups of people or just allowing an influencer to, you know, be a part of your brand, which they may not have been before, there's different ways that you can go about doing so and to, to really help amplify other folks. And I think that the biggest piece of advice is really just think about you, yourself, your niche in the market and how you can 
open up your doors and kind of use yourself as a pedestal to help amplify and uplift others. So you don't have, so there's no size constraint or scale constraint. You could no. be as small as a mom and pop D2C brand, or you could be as large as a, a Wayfair. Oh, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody can do this. I love that. I love that. What's next for supplier diversity at Wayfair? Man. I mean, this is just a private one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah. Nobody else is here. Yeah, yeah. So let me know. Ideally, I would love to expand to, to other groups. I think we're still in the early stages of supplier diversity. We want to- women? Ideally women. Latin American? Latinx. Indian? Indian. There you go. Asian? Asian. There you go. Like, I think there's, there's, there's tons of, I mean, look, look, military, there, there's, there's tons of groups that I think can I often that. be underrepresented. And I think that the biggest thing is what I personally want to do is make sure that we're doing the right thing for underrepresented groups. And so- we do that by first starting off with a small subset of folks, making sure that the strategy that we're putting in place is actually having an impact, that this isn't performative, that it's actually truly doing what we want it to do, which is to give suppliers an opportunity to really grow on our site. And I think that once we feel that we're in a good spot to where we say like, yeah, this, this feels good. I think I understand the playbook. How can we then rinse and repeat it for other folks? Yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, I... I, I... I love how you guys, I've said it before, I'm sorry I'm echoing myself because you guys are really leaning in into actually practicing, not just putting up principles on a wall and say this is what we stand for. So that's amazing. I'd like to, you know, end on a note with a few fun facts. Uh, I, I like to do things in threes, I apologize. So would you like to tell us three fun facts, maybe that the audience, viewers, and even <laughs> some of your teammates might not know about you? Yeah, three fun facts. Okay, so I I went to the Junior Olympics for triple jump in high school. Triple jump. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, I was an athlete back in the day. Not not so much anymore, but many, many moons ago. I got married in the same wedding venue as Solange Knowles, Beyonce's sister. Very cool. So so technically Solange and Beyonce have stood in my wedding venue. Or, <laughs> or I guess she technically got married first, so I, I stood you in hers. You stood in hers. There you go. And I am married to someone who was born into a country that no longer exists. And we're not going to tell you which country. Yeah. Um, it's a secret. I have now, again, I promise you I like doing things in three. I have three rapid fire questions. Okay. The first one, because you're an athlete, you'll understand it's a layup. It's an easy one. Okay. What, what's your favorite podcast? Rethink Retail. Good answer. We could actually end it. We could actually end it right there. I mean, that's <laughs> perfect. But no, 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 we have to do it in threes. I apologize. Living or dead, if you could have a, a meal with any retail executive or entrepreneur, who would it be? Ursula Burns. Fair. I think definitely Ursula Burns. I, look, Ursula was, she was one of the first people that, first black one that I've seen in, of course, like as a CEO, but just as an executive and just knowing that she existed and that she created this career path for other people to follow behind her. I mean, she's a role model to me. She's someone that I've looked up to. Trailblazer. Yeah, of course, and a trailblazer. So I would love to just have a conversation with her and say, Ursula, if you're listening. Love to have a conversation with her, get a sense of how she got to where she is, you know, just in, in general, like, you know, how life was like being a CEO of a major company and just any thoughts or tips that I she can share. I think she needs to be in the GRL Hall of Fame. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the third question. Yeah. You mentioned this a few times, influencers. If we could get any one influencer to mention and purchase from the Black Makers program, who would you want it to be? Does Beyonce count as an influencer? I, I think so. Uh, Beyonce? There you go. So yeah. Beyonce, if you're listening, go to Wayfair.com or you could go to Modern.com. That might align more with your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Search for Black Makers yep. and please promote Black-owned products. Wayfair's doing it. Other retailers should be doing it. 
Charday, this was lovely. Thank you so much for stopping by, spending time with us. Thank you for having me. Take care. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.